So just going back to Wrighty, I've heard so many stories over the years about how much we paid. There was a set of kit given to the other team. There was five five grand and two kits and some tracksuit tops. That's what I heard. But, I mean, we've all been told different stories. Well, everyone used to say to me that, you know, the previous season he played for Greenwich Porter or had been signed by Greenwich Porter. Now, from memory, Ian said to me, he did play for Greenwich Porter, but he wasn't signed. He yeah. wasn't signed for me. Yeah. I think he played five or six games for Greenwich Porter, and then he was training. Again, I think it was Bill was a Carl Shulton when he, we took him. Mm. And it was very, he wasn't signed for Carl Shulton either. But we said to Bill, you know, we'll look after, we'll, you know, we, I think for the next, all the time I was there, we would always play a pre season game against yeah, yeah. Bill's teams, yeah, yeah. wherever he was. He then went on to Crawley at various stages and other teams, we'd always play him. And, uh, you know, there was kit involved early on. We we gave some kit. Um, and we helped in other ways whenever possible. It was one of those kind of things. Was there a fee involved? No. But contractually, we wanted to keep Bill on our side. And, you know, he was a, re- a key ingredient of Palace at one time. You know, without working for us. You know, Billy Smith was a, a big hit with everybody involved to Crystal Palace. Well, I'm going to move along because, and it's, we're going into this, we're going in the right area anyway. One of my favourite days on planet Earth, Robin Villa Park, Holt End, 1991. Mm-hmm. 90. 90. Sorry, 1990. Um, I'd love you to eulogise about that day, what it meant to the club, how you felt? I still remember you running down the tunnel at the end. Uh, all of that, all of that. Well, that day was part of the season, as it were, because we got promotion, and then the season started, and we were very much myself and Ron, very much of a mind of you know the people who got us there. We want to give them the opportunity to keep us there. So I don't think in that summer we really made a significant signing. And we struggled more or less from day one. And then we went to Anfield, which is the first time I'd taken the team to Liverpool. <laughs> and I, I think I got uh, 27 tickets for that game. And we get there and we actually started very brightly. We had a couple of one on ones with the keeper. And I think we, we might even have hit the woodwork. We hit a post. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and we were energy team, you know, we were really energetic. And it didn't take long for our frailties to be exposed. And they started scoring goals. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, no, what's going on here? And it's the last thing you want, you know, you go into a real significant club who are the best. And you want to judge yourself against the best. And mm-hmm. we're, we're going there. And beforehand, I'm thinking, you know, this could be really good for the club. If we get a good result at Anfield, it could be great for us. We go there, we've 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4 I can't remember when, but we got the penalty. 6-0 we were. I thought it was 5. I reckon it was 5. Oh, it was 5-0 down, I think. Okay. Anyway, I've erased it from my memory anyway, so move on. (laughs) My assistant at the time was Stan Turner. And 
Stan Turning grabs hold of my hand in the dugout at Anfield. He says, right. He says, me and you, he says, when this goes in, we're going to run on that pitch and jump up and down. <laughs> so I said to him, Stan, forget about it. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. And then as I'm sitting there, yeah, why not? So I grab hold of him then. I had hold of his wrist. And I said, right, and this goes in like Butch Cassidy in the Sunday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're going together. We're on the pitch, jump up and down. And it was one of them. We were just ready to go. And Jeff puts it in, rolls out. <laughs> Literally, at the, back, the wall. at the back of the Anfield Road end. And it was, oh, <laughs> sit down. So we get beat 9 0. So Kenny, he was very, very kind. He was too kind afterwards because he said, he said, listen, it was just one of those nights. Yeah. You know, everything we did ended up with a goal. He said, if you want, he said, I'll write a letter to the lads saying, that, you know, it was just one of those nights. Oh, well. So really? to be fair, I was flattered at first. And then I thought, no, I don't want sympathy. Yeah. You know, it, this is the reality of playing at this level. Didn't want sympathy. I said, Kenny, thanks a lot. And I saw him not so long back. And, you know, I, I still think very fondly of that gesture. But I said, no, no. And I drove, drove home myself that night. And it was the longest drive home. I've been okay. to see my family, my mom and everything afterwards. And, you know. But again, it, I was in Croydon the next morning. And I had one fella hang off a bus shouting at me, Oi, how'd you get on last night? <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, it was reasonably tame, but it was there hanging over us. The next game, I think we played Southampton away. I think we drew. Mm. But it was a catalyst. That defeat was a catalyst. Yeah, me and Ron got together. You know, we've got to strengthen. We've got to do something. And we, we had spent... So many miles, hours together going up and down motorways. We knew the people we wanted to acquire. And the number one was Nigel Martin. You know, and the first million pound goalkeeper I'd seen him play, I would say, 15, 20 times. And I was sold on it. And I said, Ron, you know, we could, if we can, this is what we got to do. And Jerry Francis was manager of Bristol at the time. And he, he, basically blackmailed us into paying a million. <laughs> but we did, and people say to me, or said to me at the time, is it a gamble? I said, no, it's not a gamble. It's blue chips. Mm. This fellow is blue chips. Yeah. And he was. Uh, confidence, quiet confidence. You know, he wasn't a shout-round baller. He was, he was exceptional, and he was the start. You know, um, I can't remember the sequence of the players we got in, but... You know, we got some really good players come in. And our season slowly turned around. And then we played Liverpool at home. What was that? that one? Not too long before the uh, semi-final. And we had a good game. Uh, we were 1-0 down. And I decided to make a substitution. I think Eddie McGoldrick went down injured. And I looked at him, sort of rolling around. Oh, you'll be all right. Get the sub on. And sub went on. I can't remember what the change was, but the next minute the physio said, you know, he's signaling to me. 
the whole rig's finished. <laughs> so Eddie came off, and we ended up with 10 men. So we played the last 20 minutes against Liverpool, schooled by Boyera on my behalf as manager. Should have waited, but, I, you know, I wanted to make a change because I thought we had a chance of beating them. We were only one nil down. I thought, yeah, we can do these. My schoolboy era, we got beat 2-0. Mm. So when we were drawn, I think we played Cambridge in the quarterfinal. Yes, right, yeah. I was driving somewhere when the draw came on. And in a way, I'm thinking, no, not Liverpool, not Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> and then it came out Liverpool. So when I did the press, so yeah, delighted that's Liverpool, you know, a chance to <laughs> redeem ourselves. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh no, here we go. But Ian Wright got injured as well. <clears throat> and we decided to play, or I decided to play what was effectively man to man across the pitch. I thought, you know, we can do these. We can do these in man to man confrontations, played with a spare man at the back. Uh, you know, I felt we were good enough to win the game. I was convincing myself we were good enough to win the game. And we, we did a lot of tactical work on, you know, listen, we're playing the best side. If we can keep the semi-final, the game plan going into that was, you know, we go man for man, we keep it really tight. And, you know, if we're 1-0 down with 20 minutes to go, our fitness our discipline and the human nature of being in the semi-final and one nil up make you anxious and nervous. The game plan was we'll come on the last 20 minutes and win the game. And that's how we went into the match. That was the game plan. What was it like? I mean, the crowd. I mean, obviously, we felt it. I mean, I'm sure most of us here were there. Whatever. What was it like from, the, from where you were standing with all the Palace fans going mental as they go. All the balloons. I think it was probably one of the first balloon games. Yeah, it probably well, was. Well, when I first came to Palace, almost everyone I met was part of the 53,000 who would be. Yeah, you know, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, and yeah, my first year, you know, we struggled to get five. Oh, and, yeah, six, and I'm so, thinking, yeah. where's the other 50? <laughs> 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 you know, Palace is so important. Uh, Everyone finds something else to do on a Saturday afternoon, you know, <laughs> when we're playing Berry at home. So it was only when we, we played Blackburn away in the playoffs. It was the first game, really, I thought, God, there's something, you know, a little bit unique about this. And then, obviously, when we played Blackburn at home to get through, uh, get promoted, and I saw, yeah, this is the seed of something very, very special. And then... You know, going to uh, Villa Park for that game and the atmosphere that week, I think there was a feeling we could do something. And I think the Palace fans there were not really that. They wanted to win, obviously, mm. but they would have accepted a close defeat as long as we had a goal. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always been the ethos of a Palace fan. Yeah. If you we didn't roll over and die, yeah, if yeah. we really yeah. stood there and Chin to chin and had the bash, they would have been happy. They accepted that, yeah. Of course. And again, they, you know, the the way the season had gone, we still, I think we were seven points above the relegation area at the time. Yep. We were doing, we were doing okay, and I knew we were strong enough to be safe. Uh, we stayed at New Hall in Birmingham, which was a special treat for us. 
You know, that, that at the time was a, an exclusive hotel. And, you know, we sort of pampered the players and said, listen, you know, if you're successful, these are the kind of hotels prior to that we were in. You know, not so good hotels. Travel lodge. So that was, it was a, a special occasion. It was an early kickoff. And there was just a, a little buzz about the place. Half time, we were 1-0 down. And again, it was almost as if, you know, I went in at half time, everything's going to plan. We're one nil down. <laughs> Keep it tight. Twenty minutes to go. You know, we our strength, our fitness, our discipline, our organization. We'll get opportunities. We're still in this. We've got a great chance of going through. And I remember at Villa Park, <clears throat> you come out, me and Alan are walking along the by the side of the pitch and you have to walk to the the literally going from the corner. Yeah. And as we're walking, the game kicks off. Mm. And almost immediately, John Pemberton bombs off down the right wing. Yeah. <laughs> One message before we come out, keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you two fullbacks. Stay you know, where you are. Stay where you are. Don't get yourself <laughs> off. has gone. And me and Alan are going, no. <laughs> don't go. Don't go. Brilliant. And all of a sudden, it becomes random. Okay. Which is what we wanted the game to be. Because if it was you have an attack, we have an attack, they're gonna win. Yeah, yeah. We wanted it random. Let's mix it up. Let's make it you know, chaos, chaos theory on a football pitch suited us, didn't suit them. They wanted chess, we wanted chaos. And from <laughs> the, the rest of the half and the game was was chaos. I just remember the, my feeling when when the Pemberton cross went over and we scored that first goal. I, I was, I don't know why I was in, in my early, late teens, maybe. I felt tears coming up. I didn't care about the result. We yeah. scored against Liverpool. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Got from 9 0 and we scored against Liverpool. Yeah. For the rest of the day. I mean, in fairness to the Scousers, okay, outside the ground, okay, there was not, none of this aggravation. No, they were, they were you know, very, very good. Yeah. Magna- magnanimous? Yeah. yeah. They very came, good. I, had this, I, this, I still got this memory this guy coming up to me outside the stadium. And shaking my hand, he said, "Enjoy your day at Wembley, mate. You deserved it." Okay. Yeah. I, I remember being on a train on, the, on one of the specials on the way home, and we had this ginger copo who used to come to away games with us all the time. And he walked through, and we were just it was silent. And he went, "Yeah, the cup final." Bouncing, <laughs> and I, I, we were done. Like, we were literally. <laughs> it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And you know, we we had it. You can imagine the boss of the great warm feeling of accomplishment, the realization that we were going to be part of the cup final spectacle we'd all seen on television for all those years. And you know, it was a, a special, special, special year. This is fantastic. Go on, mate. A mate of mine, he, um, he bought a Rolls Royce and painted it red and blue stripes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure. I'm sure Gary told me once that he that he uh, he gave Ron a lift or from the from Wembley or whatever it was to, to catch up. But but yeah, it's uh, Ian. How about you asking a question, mate? Yeah, I mean, uh, I must confess, Steve, I didn't do the semi final because my mate took me out of it. It was live on TV, the first ever semi final live on TV. I've been at the two nil. I remember, I didn't go to the nine nil either, but I must confess, so I apologise for not being there. 
And I regret it to the day I die that I was not a Villa part that day. But I was at both finals. So let's move on to the final. You know, proud moment, obviously, walking out of Wembley against your old side. Um, you know, I'd like to hear your, th- your, your, your stories about the first day, the three all, of course, and the emotions. But the question I want to ask you is, any regret naming Ian Wright in the starting eleven for the replay? Um, it's yeah. a bit of a blur, to be honest. Again, we, we had that decision to make. Ian Wright had probably hardly trained with us. I mean, it came to Cup Final Week, and like, he was wanting to play. And I'm thinking, I can't play him because, as you said, he'd been on crutches. He's only just come out of his uh, plaster. Um, you know, it, it was a big decision. And the way we we played against Liverpool, I thought, you know, that way of playing, man-for-man mentality, was the best way of playing against United. And, uh, you know, I, I did really, really struggle with the decision. I knew he was our sort of talisman, the goal scorer. But the shape we played, the personnel we had 100% fit, it suited everyone more to play man for man. So, you know, I made him so left him out. And I, I how did that go down? No, he was all right about it. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, the Ian Wright at this stage was a totally different animal from the Ian Wright who started with us, who was, you know, hungry to get where he was going double quick. Whereas at this stage, he hadn't proven himself at the top level, but he knew he was good. And we knew he was good. <laughs> and we knew he was our main man. But, you know, having broken his leg, you know, to come back in six weeks and play FA Cup final, you're thinking, oh, blimey. You know, having had the great victory in the semi final, I'm thinking, you know, the, the right thing to do is stick with what we had. And then the final was a real experience. Again, another kind of game where you think, I thought we were come out, going to come out of it on top. And, uh, you know, 3-3, looking back at it now. I've, I've, I haven't watched the whole game again, but I have seen the uh, extra time. And, you know, I always thought we were on top when we weren't. You know, so the 3-3, I was looking back, reflecting now, I was, I was pleased. I was really Good pleased. Result. So what about, what about the replay um, kit? Where, where did that come from? I don't know. Me and Jeff... <clears throat> We were told we had to change kits and our away kit. I always liked the the sash. Yeah, we all like that made us distinctive. And for some reason, we couldn't do that. And again, we weren't expecting to have a replay, so we only had four days leading time to go get a kit to get a kit. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, you know, what kit you wear don't matter. Who's going to win the game? It don't bother me. I'm not superstitious or anything like that. So. Um, yellow and black I was happy with I can't remember whether I instigated it I thought Jeff Thomas did he'd mentioned so let's wear yellow and black and I said yeah that sounds alright and I think obviously it was my final say so and that's why we went with it Palace fans obviously hate it now but from my view it's a kit makes no difference probably worth a fortune those things now aren't they Ian? 
Yeah, Paul, Paul, Paul Gear's got one. They reckon there's only about a thousand of them made for fans or something like that. So one of our mates has got one in pristine condition. 